Hey y'all, Josh here. Uh, before this podcast starts, I want to say that we've become part of the Pass the Hat initiative, which if you don't know, pairs content creators like us with families in Gaza with GoFundMes for evacuating families. We're happy to help support the family of Walla Amadala, and I hope I'm saying that correctly, consisting of eight doctors who have served in various medical sectors, including the Ministry of Health, Al-Shifta Hospital, Al-Awada Hospital, UNRWA Clinics, and Al-Quds Hospital. To quote their campaign, Today, after they have become exhausted by illness, starved by hunger, tired of staying up early slash late, and having little sleep intense in the cold and open air, today after the surgeon has lost his scalpel, the dentist lost his dental chair, and the orthopedist lost his surgical instruments, and the emergency doctor lost his stethoscope, and after the operating table got broken, my family has become a living representation of a sick science searching for a new hope. Even if you can only donate a dollar... All of us collectively donating could help get them closer to their goal of approximately $65,000, which they've already raised 11000 of. Please support them, and please support a free Palestine. Anyway, hope you enjoy the episode. Go check out the link. Please donate if you can. I don't even know how this is going to start with a video, honestly. I feel like I got I got to make something. For the beginning? Yeah, I got to make, like, I have a, there's an intro for the worst takes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we don't really have an intro for this We don't one, have huh? an intro, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, Big shit. Big bullshit. Fuck. Fuck. It's podcast time. time. Baby. With Josh. And Sarah. Oh, my God. What? That was a minor second for everybody. Enjoy that. It's not enjoyable. This is the joke. Sorry, we're not talking about music today. Yes, oh, we, we are. are. We are actually yeah, talking we about are. music. Yeah, we fucking are. I forgot. I forgot that technically we are. <laughs> Even though we take, we're taking a break from AJR. This is true. We're not doing AJR this week because Sarah, uh, your mama Sarah can't handle it. Can't handle this right now. Mommy Sarah can't handle this. We want to have fun. We want to have fun. This is our fucking show. So instead we decided shit to viewer. watch the most depressing... Stand-up special? Stand-up special I've ever seen in my life. And then Bo Burnham's inside. Yeah. I like da, that. Da, 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 da. <laughs> I like that joke because it implies that we believe in the character that Tim Heidecker is putting forward. Like I do. I do believe in that yeah, character. Tim yeah, Tim Heidecker just really fell off comedy God, and forgot how to do it. Can't make a good joke to save his ass. <laughs> I think that's the so, intro. Yeah. <laughs> So, okay. Welcome. Hi, everyone. Hello. Welcome to... The podcast. We'll save this relationship. A podcast. We'll save this relationship. I was just going to say the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Well, there's Welcome. 15 million podcasts. I think we got a... The one. The one and only podcast? There's one. This of, is the only one. This, this is the only, is the only podcast one. that's ever exists. Yeah. We're stealing the, the joke from even more news where they're the only news podcast. Or uh, Drew Gooden where it's the only YouTube, YouTube channel ever. There's no such thing as an original joke these days. Is no, there? there's seven billion people on the planet. We've all thought the same thing. We we as per usual we're we're sticking to doing podcasts well after yeah our primary time 
to entertain people. Yeah, we we just tire ourselves out all day, and then we just sit around and we talk about it, huh? Yeah, we do. We are the most tired podcast. My cat's sitting in my lap, if you see her at the bottom of the screen. But now she's out know. of frame. She's like perfectly in and out of frame. Hell yeah. Um. So you can get cat cam. Cat cam. <laughs> How you doing today, Sarah? I'm doing pretty good. I had a very productive day. We did, yeah. We, Holy we, um, shit. Uh, before we talk about the art that we're critiquing today, we... Yes. Uh, we got up at 11. We got Leolo his uh, his shots. Yeah, we got Leolo his shots, so he's going to come and uh, meet the cats and everything. Next week, yeah. Because we're moving in together on... Have we said that on this podcast, that we're moving in together? Not yet. Wow. Yeah, well, we're I moving just said in it. like three months or some shit. Yeah, like three months. Four it's, months. It's, it's, four months? I think it's four months. It's June. June. July, August, July, September, August. October. Yeah, four months. Yeah. Fuck. No, it's September. Oh, three months then. Yeah. Don't fucking trick me out. Oops. I was right in the beginning. I was I was wrong. Shit. Fucking bitch. <laughs> and this is why and we're moving we're in. Now we're moving in. <laughs> this is the final episode of a podcast. Oh, podcast will say this relationship. Newsflash, it didn't. Uh, I think like a fucking. I mean, of course, we say it every week. Yeah, that's the joke. You know, I guess. Will they? Won't they break? Up? Will they? Won't they break up? The opposite of Jim and Pam, or fucking Rachel and Ross. It's like, ooh, I don't know. Oh god. Well, when are they gonna finally? When are they finally gonna, finally, gonna break? When are they finally gonna give fucking sick of each other's bullshit like the rest of us? <laughs> yeah. When are they gonna join the rest of our? Be depressed every day for the rest of your life. Uh, I don't even know how to be. Uh, we have so we we're we're doing good. We we've had a nice yeah. productive day. Yeah, we had a great day. And we, we want to talk about two different comedy specials that yeah. are very similar. Yeah. For very different reasons. And you know, this is interesting because um, before we decided to do this idea, I wanted to just like, you know, I thought we were going back to the, you know, where you bring up a topic and I bring up a topic. Remember that? Remember when we did that? And now we do like themed episodes and we don't do that shit anymore. No, fuck that. <laughs> Fuck that shit. Fuck that gay shit. Yeah, we gotta dude. prepare for the podcast now. Yeah, we by do. watching things because we we're, we we do it for cameras. the other one. We gotta do it for this one. I want this. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I don't fucking know. I don't know either. Took like a test that says I might have Asperger's. Yeah, same. I took a test. I got a thirty-three on the autism scale, whatever it's called, and uh, that's apparently in moderate to severe autism. I got like a twenty-five, which Ninja's is got a few to moderate. Fucker. It's on the few side, but yeah, I can't make we eye contact lean with towards people. Towards autism more than we that's our political affili- affiliation. We lean autistic. We lean autistically, but no, we we um we uh we so we watched okay. these two specials. But I was I watched the Bo Burnham special. We watched the Tim Heidecker special, an evening with Tim an Heidecker. evening with Tim Heidecker and, and Bo we, Burnham's inside inside back to back. Yes, we watched them back to back, which is which wild. I uh, before we even talk, I recommend. It was kind of good. It's kind of a good combo There's in a like very weird, weird sadistic way. Yeah. yeah, it's very strange. But I saw Bo Burnham's Inside before mm-hmm. this, and this is the second time I've seen it. And yes. I wanted to, for my topic, just be like I wanted to bring up the the philosophical topic of creating art. Really? Yeah, like I wanted to talk about 
you know, the creative process. Interesting. Okay. Which um, I think we're still going to probably talk about. I feel like it's not. Yeah. yeah. It's integral. I didn't realize it on the first watching, but on the second watching, we kind of realized that. In there's um there's a lot of that heavy uh, uh messaging in Bo Burnham's inside. Yeah. And Tim Heidecker's. Yeah. In a weird way. In a weird. So, I mean, it, honestly, any creation is kind of about the very. Well, yeah. Everything is about art it. and nothing's about like, every art. You is can about art. very deeply into. It's any, very meta. Anything. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, this uh, Bo Burnham's is extremely meta. Tim Heidecker is a little bit, but you know it's more, uh, they wink towards it. It's, yeah, it's a, it's a clever satire of the genre, while uh, Bo Burnham's is a very subversive take. Yeah, which is I I, I don't even can we okay so we, so we, we, let's do Tim Heidecker first because yeah, like we're that's gonna talk we, about Bo Burnham's like. We're gonna talk about Bo Burns for five hours. Long, yeah. yeah, we we spent forty five minutes after the end of watching it today talking just without even in, without even in the microphone. Just like yeah, to, yeah, yeah. And then Josh was like, "Wow, it's, Sarah. it's twelve o'clock. We got Jesus Christ. We got we got yeah. a fucking deadline to hit." Hey, Sarah, we gotta make some content. And then he took out a whip and he just fucking. <laughs> Ironically, Sarah, uh, why did you have a really good impression of a whip, considering the fact that I've never whipped? Have you done some whipping? I grew up in Georgia. Fucking racist. <laughs> so Tim Heidecker's special yeah. is a satirical spoof mm. on the likes of David Spade, Rob Schneider, yeah. Adam Sandberg, any comedian that is Adam, older. Adam Sandler. Adam, Adam Sandler. Adam Carolla. Yeah. Not Adam Sandberg. Adam Sandberg's Andy best. Sandberg is Andy yeah, Sandberg, he's cool. Yeah. He's a he's a hip millennial. He's cool. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a very um, it's a very tongue in cheek specific way to make fun of literally every old comedian. Yeah, it's kind of the best. It's kind of it's magical. It's yeah, it's really just entertaining. I don't know what it is. Um, it's very. Do we describe his jokes? We have to, right? We have to. Spoilers. Go watch yeah, it if you don't spoilers. want to spoil it. it. Yeah. It's very brave to start your hour-long special with five minutes of setting the mic. Yeah. Which, saying that out loud... is like, why the fuck do you guys like this? It's very funny to me that like, that's how, the only way to really explain it without giving it away. Is like... I mean, I don't think it's five minutes exactly. It's but like three like, minutes. It's three minutes and then a two minute rant about how everyone out. sucks at the place. Yeah. <laughs> so like he comes out and he fumbles with the mic like he immediately hits the mic. Mike almost falls off the stage. He accidentally accidentally pushes the mic off the stage and then bitches at the audience for trying to help him. Yeah. He's like, don't fucking touch don't it. Fucking touch it. <laughs> and then he pulls. So it's just like immediately cementing that this guy's a fucking asshole. This guy's a fucking asshole, but and also doesn't like, know what he's doing and doesn't know what he's doing. It's really like trying to, it's, it's like watching a, 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 a poor animal just like try to do something. It's really, it's, you're trying, it really yeah. sets the tone of like pity for the guy. Well, the character, yeah. I think it, what it is, it's, it's multiple things at play, which is a it's just good storytelling because you immediately know what this character is. And who yeah, he is. you know that he's a buffoon. He's, he's very a buffoon. he's very he's inept at and he's a anything. dick and he's a dick. It's very you it's, know, it's interesting because there's the lore of this character is that they've been doing comedy for 10 years. Mm -hmm. I'm, I want to say that Tim Ida has been doing, been doing comedy for yeah. way longer. Yeah, yeah. I want to say that it's like it's very it's it's supposed to be an eye-opening thing for the audience that 10 years a comedian has performed and doesn't know how to use a mic stand. 
Yeah, I assume because he has like so many people doing it for him. For him, now. him yeah. And the one time he doesn't, he, he doesn't he fucks do up. that. And it's during his special, which makes him look like ill prepared. Yeah. Which is very funny. Or like he just wasn't paying attention during rehearsal yeah. or something. And the only person he blames is not him. Yeah, is everybody else. It's everybody else's problem but mine. <laughs> and then the music keeps going. Keeps keeps going after he's like stopped the music. Which implies that the the stu- the studio itself is also like the people that he brought with him are just shitty too. Are inept, yeah. yeah. And, or, or they don't like him. Or they don't and like they him and they just want to fuck, fuck with him. Yeah, yeah. they want to fuck with him. Because like literally he runs off stage. To yell at to the guy. To yell at the people backstage and then <laughs> just stop the fucking music. Stop the fucking music. <laughs> it's so funny. And then he comes back and he's like, this whole place is a setup. This whole place is a fucking <laughs> setup. setup. And the point that I watched you die the first time we watched it was when he said it was a guitar center to Mike yeah, stand. Yeah. He's got this fucking joke. <laughs> this guitar center Mike stand. <laughs> It's so funny to me. I don't know why. It's just I love it when comedians dunk on Guitar Center. I love it. I love it so much. I love it when Eugene Merman said he went to fucking Guitar Center in Orlando and they were like, hey, man, you fucking, who are you, Eugene Merman or something? And, you know. Did they uh, guess that it was Eugene Merman without no, knowing? Oh. They, it was, they Tony Hawked him, basically. Oh, shit. They just didn't recognize him. Hell yeah. Yeah. Or fucking. Do I have to go? Are we no. gonna watch another comedy special when we're done with this? <laughs> they, he went to somewhere. He was like in a guitar center, and he Eugene Merman asked if there was any good places around Orlando to go because he was in Orlando for a show. Yeah, and the guy at guitar center goes, "Man, I don't know, like Sears." <laughs> <laughs> and I'm gonna be honest, we've been living here for so long. I don't know where a fucking Sears is. I've never been to a Sears. I think there's one in the Florida Mall, and that's it. I think there's just one. There's the one. So he's. The, Although I think this the, was like 15 mall. years ago, where there must have been like Sears on every corner. Or oh, something. for sure. Yeah, yeah I don't before. know. <laughs> when the world was populated with just Sears, and then Jeff Bezos came in and <laughs> killed him. Which we're gonna talk about Jeff Bezos we're later. Jeff I didn't Bezos fucking too. realize I was gonna. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad you explained that joke to me because now that's so fucking funny. <laughs> Bo Burham's joke about Jeff Bezos. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. You Blairs did it. Like, you did it. <laughs> okay, but before we get to okay. Bo Burham's, we gotta, we gotta yes. go, we gotta we talk gotta about go how Tim Heidecker is Tim Heidecker is, it sucks that we kind of watched Bo Burnham after that because Tim Heidecker's uh, special is, is forgettable. In a great way. It's not forgettable because I remember very specific lines. And I very and we the say bits, them all the time, and they're we say so them all the good, time. But it's just not. It doesn't have the same because it's very bone dry. Because it has to be the stand up. Um, you walk up and you have a microphone and you have a stool and you have a bottle of water and, and you talk and you talk. And Bo Burnham's is so not that that it's very easy to stick in your mind and think about yes. forever. Um, but I like the but I like the Tim Heidecker thing because it is so bare bones. It's literally just a stage, and it, it, yeah, because it fits for the what his purpose of dissecting yeah. comedy is in that scenario. Right. He did a very hard thing, and he did it very simply. You know. Yes. Yeah. Um. He just described the aesthetic of a person and how shitty they fucking are, and why everybody doesn't like them. Yes. Especially because it's a type of person like a rob schneider where he's like 
why doesn't anybody like me? <laughs> and Tim Heidecker's like, I'll show you why nobody likes yeah, you because you look like this. Yeah, you, you know, you, you know and, and that's pretty great. Yeah, it's a very, it's a very like specific <laughs> laser focus on yeah. the idea of stand-up comedy itself, and it's beautiful. It's, it's yeah, yeah. That sort of like, and I asked Josh in the car. I was like, oh, do you think you could watch a stand-up special, just like a normal? Like a literal stand-up special where the guys fucking stand it up with a microphone no. and a thing. And we both said we both no. Said no. The reason why though, because I think both of these specials had a kind of um they're two different ways in kind of ruining stand-up comedy. These are the two specials that ruined stand-up comedy. Clickbait title. <laughs> well, I think it's the growing cynicism with Gen Z as yeah, well. Yeah, for sure. That's or just part of young people in general. It doesn't need to be a generation. Yes, but thing. something needs to kickstart a cynicism like this yeah. especially towards a very niche thing like stand-up comedy i don't i stand-up comedy is a very big thing obviously it's a very uh it's a staple of the last like 20 years and even before then you know like the, it's been a very specific media yeah thing it's been part of the daily diet part of what's killing stand-up comedy now a these two specials killed mm-hmm. it for me yeah. that's the personal connection i feel with this yeah uh, but Sarah has, uh, you've made some good points about how, like, if you just want to hear someone talk, you'd open up a podcast or a YouTube yeah. video. Yeah, absolutely. The idea of prepared material seems so quaint right now, it's, especially in COVID times, too. Well, I mean, and that's just something that has been across all different forms of art has become the most popular. Mm-hmm. It's not the preparedness. It's the authenticity. Yes. And yeah. that's why Bo Burnham has done so well. He's being so very authentically himself that it's debilitating to him. Um, but then also, I mean, honest, I, honestly, though, I feel like if he didn't make that special, he would have done that, done whatever he did mentally anyway. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I'm just glad that he made a piece of art, but I also hope to God he gets help. Yeah. Bo Burnham, get help. You need to get help, man. Please. You need to like go into therapy. You need uh, mental like, we also have Lumix cameras. You have to listen to us. <laughs> yeah, it's true. We had the same type of cameras. Not the exact same, but... Yeah, we don't have, I don't have enough money for yeah, 6K resolution. Film camera? That is crazy. Get out of here. Get out of here. But no, it was dope to but see yeah, that. I, I think it's very... It, it's um, Speaking but, on the authenticity that you're talking about, yeah. even though Tim Heidecker comes off inauthentic, I think the He's criticism... very prepared. He's very prepared. He's very, it's a very concise, he ha, he knows yeah. what he's doing going on. I think what makes it authentic, quote unquote, is the critique. I feel like that the, it's, yeah, the, the, um, he feels very strongly about yeah. his hatred towards comedians and it's he's willing pure to, pure emotion. And he's willing to make a literal special, hire people. Yeah perform it in front of an audience to yeah. tell people without like telling them that it's what this gonna is going to be, be a bit. It's yeah. they think they're going to see Tim Heidecker do a special and he walks out presumably because he's you know I, this must have come out from like him just like getting high or getting drunk and yeah. being like what if I was like a Rob Schneider you know cuz I'm 40 or I'm this whatever I'm an aging comedian what if I had a different turn in my life yeah. to where I became the Rob Schneider Adam Sandler you know f- jerk off friend well I think he you know? he focuses a lot on uh, a lot of these societal things that go on because he's not only he doesn't just do this bit i've seen bits mm-hmm. and pieces of what tim heidecker has worked on in the past couple years yeah 
uh he's very he's into digital media obviously he has a whole entire youtube show about movie reviews yeah but like he talks about like uh, he's been talking about like uh he's having a new special come out in like two months or this month about like religious evangelicals yeah uh, he ran for mayor. I don't know if you know. That. I didn't know that. <laughs> he, what? He made a, a documentary about him being a politician running for mayor. Okay. Interesting. Just because he had a pet. Like he, I, I don't know the exact details about it, but like he, he just hated the one mayor and like decided to go like, <laughs> like he, he decided and he made a whole documentary about it. And it's part yeah. of his like on cinema thing. Like, uh, wow. It, yeah. Like he's been doing a lot of like, like subversive shit in the background well no, just for that his own sake. That is very sake. interesting, yeah. Yeah, which I kind of want to do a deep dive of Tim Heidecker's yeah. despite his shitty fucking music taste. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> Bitch. I mean, <laughs> damn. But, fuck. Hey, he doesn't like Death Grips. Fuck him. <laughs> yeah, well, so he's I'll, just I'll prove, Yeah, he's an old man. He's just an old ironically. Man. Yeah, I mean, I think this is just the only way that's, alternatively, it's kind of similar to Bo. This, this I think is, is the only way that he can come out and do material about his life and critique. I mean, I don't think any to... of the material was really about his wife. I'm sure he's still married. Oh and no, of course, yeah, it's and... very the character ha- yeah. hates his wife. <laughs> yeah, you know, fucking. But like, I I think this is the only like when you grow older, you start thinking like, man, I just want to crack a Corona at 9 a.m. on a Saturday, <laughs> unless you know, probably not, probably like yeah. you know, 3 p.m. or something. Yeah. Maybe I'm an alcoholic too, but uh, who knows? You know, it's like, oh man, I just want to have a beer with the boys, and Sarah, you want to make jokes about that, but it's been so damn done to death, and we're in this sort of like wokeish world now. Yeah, we're, which is we good, know everything. Yeah, but we, you can't like make that joke, even if you are an established comedian and you feel like you're entitled yeah, to that for joke, sure. because it's just not going to land with the new, you know, with a kid's crowd. Which Tim Heidecker is in a a rough spot because his audience is not is continuously young you know what i mean yeah it, the people that grew up with tim and eric are still there but then it's also like kids growing up and liking that sort of irreverent humor because that's yeah, becoming no. more of a thing with gen z finding tim and eric and being like oh it's the free real estate guy yeah because because yeah. tim and eric have been a staple in meme culture yeah well and, and they're then, like just there they um, have so many quotable things you can think of like the meme of paul rudd yeah. doing the dance on the computer and it's like yeah. tane zane something like that yeah whatever that shit is yeah yeah which is like <laughs> somebody gave me that emoji at work one time i don't oh, know yeah, what that means it, yeah like i knew the meme but i was like why are you sending it to why me why is this emoji my why did you emoji my post i was like good night everybody and i emoji it with the the zane guy yeah paul I'm like, rudd dancing yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, like, I don't know. What? It's very, it's very, um, and it's interesting. So, and and you you were you're, you're talking about the um. Yeah. This is the the main way that Tim Heidecker knows how to get to, if no one else, his age group. Yeah. His and and also eventually Gen Z because they're gonna be like, oh, I like Tim Heidecker. Yeah, I'm gonna watch that one thing. Yeah. And he critiques a form of comedy. The form of comedy that is. It's like yeah. It's yeah growing into the guy that is the i just want to grill yeah i just want to grill but also yeah. like pro donald trump is pro donald trump and like hates his wife yeah, it's just an idiot and hates the audience yeah and thinks he's entitled to money 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And it's entitled to every every joke needs a standing ovation or a laugh. There's a point yeah. where there's there's a lot of jokes in the special where he basically tells the audience just to laugh. <laughs> yeah. And also bitches at the audience when they don't laugh. Yeah. He says, I tell a joke. You. you. And the audience goes, laugh. laugh. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's <laughs> <laughs> they say the word laugh. They don't laugh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They all say the word laugh. And, and then immediately Tim Eider, they're like, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Or he does one thing. He does this opera bit, which is made for me. It's a joke <laughs> written for Sarah. Yeah. The opera bit's probably the, the, the funniest the cream of the thing. crop when it comes. To- it's not the funniest joke. The funniest joke is the no salt chips. <laughs> no bullshit one so he's asked yes. first i'm going to do that one because that's my favorite he goes so he asks the audience uh an audience member if she has a new year's resolution she says she wants to get a new job he does a stupid little bit where he asks her what her job is she says a fifth grade teacher he goes oh, you could be a sixth grade teacher and that's probably got the most laugh of anything in the night because <laughs> that and was somebody the one- went like "Woo!" but it was almost <laughs> like good job you got one <laughs> Yeah, it was like that. Yeah, <laughs> like he did it. That was off the cuff. You know, no, it was it was comedy without a net. It was, it was unnetted. <laughs> God damn it! You gotta watch it. You gotta watch you it. Guys. Gotta watch it. Go watch you it. Gotta please. Watch Holy it. shit! But he says, "I gotta do your resolution." It's kind of controversial. <laughs> it's what I like to call no more bullshit. Yeah, you know what? And the I, audience goes. Ooh, like yeah. oh, oh shit. shit and the one the first example that really gets us with the, the he gives a couple examples and then my yeah. wife brought home salt home no salt chips chips fuck you no more bullshit but he says it with the emotion with the a- and anger of like like he almost is crying like he's just like my wife he's, brought home no salt chips fuck, fuck you, you no, no more, more bullshit. bullshit yeah and he's just like almost crying that he doesn't have really salt good. on his chips so it's so good. good but i also want to go back the audience like ooze him but it's like you're listening to a toddler that you're babysitting telling you a story yeah and they're just like and then the dinosaur walked in and you're like oh yeah nice like, it's a very so much, there's so much pity from the audience i love it and it, i can't yeah. tell what's real and what's fake that's uh, that's, that's actually a very interesting um i think that's what we like man i think that we just like not knowing shit well, yeah and that's actually that's a comparison i think i can make between both mm-hmm. bo burnham and tim heidecker is a very like we don't know a gray area of actual like what the fuck is happening yeah and how much are we actually being told right now yeah it's very um it's very super i love it i love- yeah it's just great um I, I honestly i think personally for me if i'm gonna get real deep here for a moment i think it's a want for me to not know what's going on really yeah because as a child i looked at the world and didn't know what was going on but i felt like other people knew what what to do and now as an adult i feel like nobody knows what to do (laughs) and i walk outside and i judge people because i'm in my early 20s and i'm like you could have just picked up the kumquat with your hands or like something crazy like that and they're just like but i can't pick up the kumquat with my elbows i'm like just fucking use your hands and I just, you know, I want Tim Heidecker to show up and be like, I'm carrying around a kumquat with my elbows. I'm like, I don't even know if he's joking or not. And I love that because I don't want to think hard about somebody picking up a kumquat with their elbows. You know what I mean? I don't want to think about it. I'm like, I know I would do the hands. And everybody around me is saying that they would do the hands because they're laughing with me. Yeah. So the world is right. 
the world is correct and i love that it's a joke about like holding come your, uncle. Your, elbow. your uncle your yeah. uncle he's your uncle you know it's yeah. your uncle that has the weird political views but tries to joke with you yeah tries to joke in- about flying and <laughs> about like getting on an airplane or just like you know going to the bank <laughs> without even saying the joke i'd like to open an account a savings account it's like just mildly funny jokes but it's a guy that thinks he's in the top five comedians in the country he got listed as the top yeah no yeah top Top five five, yeah yeah. you knew i thought it was gonna be top 10 but no from comedy magazine from a comedy magazine no it's called comedy magazine (laughs) is what tim heidegger says from comedy magazine I swear to God, he says a comedy magazine. No, I think he does. I think say no because magazine. he wants to. He wants to. He wants to keep it ambiguous because he a he never did. Right. But if you just say a comedy magazine, no one's gonna look up which magazine it was. So you just kind of have to believe. I thought it was just like a a throw off to like just generic comedy magazine, quote unquote. Hmm. I don't know. I actually, I, I'm actually curious now. I'd have, no to, I would have to rewatch I, it. I don't think it's really that important, honestly. Probably isn't. Yeah. No, every single detail of every single special has to be important. Absolutely. I'm a media na- analyst. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. And, you this know, is a video essay on why Tim Heidecker <laughs> said that it was a co- it was a comedy magazine and not the comedy magazine, starring me. <laughs> Two hour long video. Two hour long video about that shit. I don't know. I just I love Tim Heidegger's special because it's just it's very it's a it's a it's wonderful it's a oh, beautiful hate letter. We didn't say the opera thing, so he says. Oh yeah, the opera. Sorry. So, so he's jokes. like, so my it was, my wife's birthday was recently. No, he's he does this bit oh, about yeah, he, head meds. <laughs> he says, "I no more bullshit." No you people on your head meds. No more bullshit. Get better or some shit like yeah, that. Yeah, he like makes fun of them. He's like, "Oh, who who is here on head meds?" And then like a lot of people clap, meaning like antidepressants or something. He yeah. Goes, oh, are you sad? Oh, ba- I'm so Just sorry for you. Tired of your bullshit. No more bullshit. <laughs> no more bullshit. And then says that the His wife's wife on is on head meds. meds. <laughs> it's like the contrast, the connections. It's so funny. And then immediately goes into the opera bit. So the wife wants to go to the opera, and he goes, Ugh, you know. Yeah. Like, she goes, I want to go to the opera. Like he does this really terrible, awful character. I want to go to the opera. Yeah, that's like, that, perfect. Yeah, that's that's yeah. exactly what it was. And then, <laughs> yeah, he goes to the opera. There's this guy on stage going. <laughs> for an hour and he really is like i mean this is like a four or five hour like opera which is the point where i'm dead because that's a joke that's written for just me like i think the the when we watched it with you yeah when we watched time. it it's just us too but when yeah. i watched it with you the first time you were just like yep yeah, it's weird. And I'm just dying because I'm just like, fucking all operas are fucking long as shit, dude. What the fuck? It's so funny. What are you to have a guy being like, fucking what? What is it? The opera? So then he <laughs> he goes, shut yeah. the fuck up. I'm, I'm sick of this. Yeah, Shut the, the fuck up. And, and then, then he says that needs to be a standing up. Usually that's standing up, but it's an early crowd. It's fine. You'll work up to You'll it. You'll work up to it. And then I can't tell yeah. if in the lore of the special mm-hmm. 
if that was going to be the end of the joke and then he decided That's to continue or if he did continue the joke because he knows the second time around normally it would still get the same applause i think he planned it out to be twice really because he knew that it's not funny i think he knows that what he's saying isn't funny you know what I like mean? Like Tim Heidecker, the character? Tim Heidecker, the person, knows that it's... Well, yeah, no. he. But the, in Tim the Heidecker, lore? In the lore. No, yeah. yeah. Like, I think he just was like... Yeah, he... That's an, the, the, I need to continue. It's very interesting in, the, in the lore is how he... His improv. Yeah. <laughs> how, his, how he tries to, like, patch things up and, like... Yeah. Uh, what is it? like? Actually, no. Because I don't think he would be able to make that up that quick because he seems very assured of himself you know what but I mean? he repeats the joke yeah that's the point i think is that he thinks it's going to be a tiered joke that gets funnier and funnier each time you say it but it's the same joke yeah like the fucking um you know how like anti-trans people are always saying the attack helicopter joke oh true yeah over and over and over again they don't realize it's the same joke but they think it's funnier the more they say it because yeah. they're fucking morons because they're, they're just dumbasses. It's like that, where he's yeah. just saying the same joke over and over. It's like a comedy critique of those guys mm. that do that shit. Yeah, it's the okay. same fucking thing. I can feel. I can. I can Have you ever that. seen one of those? I think there was one guy that had like, um, he was fucking annoying as shit. I know somebody loves him for sure, but like, he had like Dane um, Cook. No, I don't know. That's the first one I think of whenever I say. Remember I'm when sure people Dane liked... Cook does that though. Like for sure, yeah. But it's just some guy that um. He had like uh audio, like a soundboard with him. And he did this like joke about going to a nightclub and he did all the sounds with it. And everybody was fucking dying because he was just like boots and cats and boots and cats. And then I walk up to this girl and she's like, uh and you know, and he does like a you know, whatever. But then yeah. he like does it like it's uh Simon says where you have to do all the sounds one after the other. Yeah. And so then he starts over again and does all the sounds. And everybody's like, oh my god, this is hilarious. And I remember watching that when I was like 14 and being like, I'm gonna turn this off. <laughs> this is so fucking unfunny. Can I, can I ask you something? Because it actually yeah. reminds me of a James Acaster joke. Because we watched, um, I mm. think we both watched the, uh, no, I've shown oh, you a clip yes. of, the... there's the Ketrintown yeah. SC song. Is, yeah. Does that get funnier because he just keeps repeating it and taking off the word? Is taking off the letter what makes it funny? Or... <sighs> I think it's the um is it the move is it just him losing breath at the song? I think it's that I think it's his commitment to the, that joke. Okay. It's a more cerebral like British um surrealist joke cuz it's just yeah. like imagining the broy guy doing that <laughs> going so far <laughs> as to get every letter off the thing. You know, cuz like some British comedy I think is a little different than American comedy. Where, oh, like, for sure. Yeah. The guy talking about the club is just yeah what do you what's what happens at the club like you hit on the girl and she's like oh my god shut up and then like that's it that's, and the yeah. joke is that he has all these sounds on his soundboard yeah true the that's joke is that he prepared for his show <laughs> like that's fucking stupid but james acaster prepared so hard for that so that he could take something from his childhood fit it into a box and then tell a bunch of strangers what if this happened <laughs> <laughs> which is so true, james yeah. acaster yeah you know 
fuck like i think that would be funny do you guys think it's funny <laughs> and people were like yeah that's kind of funny yeah okay all right that's fair that's you know fair. what i mean I, yeah. I don't think it's just like repeating the same joke to death all the time you can definitely repeat a joke like i know um pete holmes does that a lot where he'll do a joke and he'll just lay in it for a long time oh shit like he uh i saw a live taping of one of his really really old jokes where oh shit you know he was saying like being an adult is fucking awesome and being a kid fucking sucks even though everybody <laughs> like wants to be a kid again yeah some stupid shit like no you fucking don't because like when you're a kid you have to like walk with your adult around and they have to supervise you like you see kids with their parents and the parents dragging the kid behind him and the kid's like mom i lost my hat and the mom's like dylan <laughs> Your hat is gone, Dylan. <laughs> and he does this bit where he just says Dylan over, over and, and over, over and over again because of the way he says it. The audience is just dying. dying. Okay. All right. That makes sense. Yeah. That's completely fair. Yeah. Yeah. But then fucking Pete Holmes is like, but I'm an adult. I have my own fucking money. I'll buy 10 fucking hats. <laughs> Fuck you, kid. <laughs> Fuck you. It's the funniest fucking thing. Okay. That's fair. I used to be a huge Pete Holmes fan, man. Yeah. He's great. Is this the Pete Holmes podcast now? Yeah. Pete Holmes cast? Pete Holmes cast? <sighs> the Pete's cast. Fucking. I just like people. I just like comics who yell at me. I don't know why. You have a yelling Eugene fetish? Merman yells at you. Does he tell a story about a guy? Do you just hear a, do you just hear a loud sound and I you're like funny? So. I think so. And I think it's from trauma. Um. <laughs> I just did it. I just did it. I'm a child. Got her. Got her. Hold on. <laughs> you got this bitch. I got this bitch. <laughs> I almost spilled water on myself, and that's a good enough penance for me. Because you fucking deserve it, yeah. But last bit before we tie the Tim Heidecker and go into Bo Burnham. Yeah, what's the last bit? The uh, last... Fucking Eugene Merman has this joke where he meets this guy <laughs> he meets this guy at a fucking um like you know those like old guitar center in orlando yeah okay <laughs> just retell the guitar center orlando story but no like <laughs> he goes to one of those like old timey like staging towns yeah you know, I know like jamestown know. or something oh hell yeah dude one of them i don't know but he goes to one of them and he meets some guy and he goes what's your name young man because he like wants to get to know him and Eugene goes, Eugene, he's like, and what's your last name? And he goes, Merman. And the guy goes, Merman, man of the sea. <laughs> Fucking kills me Such every single time. I don't know why. It's just I like loud sounds because I'm a fucking baby. My favorite part of the Bo Burnham special when he goes, You're not wrong. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Is that why you laughed really hard when yeah. Tim Heidecker said, Shut the fuck up! <laughs> yeah. And fuck you, no more bullshit. It's only because he's yelling. If he said it quietly, I wouldn't have yelled. I wouldn't have laughed. God. <sighs> All right, Lele Pons, calm down. Yeah, I just like it when people scream at me. <laughs> joking. Lele Pons is fucking trash. Yeah. I hate women. Don't know why that was the bar I wanted to connect. Now what you do in that joke is you, you look into that camera. <laughs> Let me gym the camera right now. I'm gymming my own camera because I have I respect your fucking boundary. <laughs> That's how you save a bit, Sarah. <laughs> 
That's how you save a bit. Yeah, you can't wait for when we pop off and people take that clip of me saying I hate women. I've got bro, I did a, a I I mimed whipping somebody <laughs> in this podcast. Jesus, we're all because people. I thought about the work phrase when you whip somebody but now i'm realizing that phrase probably should not be used yeah it comes from a pretty specific yeah you're right actually now that it's wow we have changed in the past year haven't we i know i know right (laughs) fuck it's like a pandemic to give a shit and i mean i only realized it during the time where i was speaking into a microphone and being recorded on fucking camera yeah, this is that. that you get. That sometimes you just realize shit in the middle of of what you're saying. And ironically, doing. that's what Bo Burnham said, which we'll get to. Yeah. How, how, do you want to tie I, up the time? Let me apologize for thirty minutes ago. I apologize for like forty minutes ago. Yeah, like, I'm, yeah, the shitty. I didn't five minutes it. ago. I'm sorry. I don't hate all women. Just like ninety percent. You haven't met ninety percent of women. Yeah, that's why. You met like three types of women. Ironically, I do hate 90% of men, but <laughs> no one really seems to. Nobody cares about that. Nobody cares about that part. Well, that's everybody does that. Am I right? Yeah, am I right, ladies? But yeah, so okay. Tim Heidecker's special is great. Yeah, Tim Heidecker's special is fucking awesome. And it just, it's, it's like at some point it just turns into a boring conversation with your uncle where he just starts going off and like, so do a lot of E-Trade, you know, like some stupid shit. There's a lot of like, yeah, there's a lot of like, he's just he, talking, he's just talking and he, he, it seems like he's getting paid to like spout these <laughs> talk things. Talk about these fucking about like E-Trade, ads. Corona, fucking. Yeah, I think that's a Which part I, of it. I wonder if that's a part of it. If that's like the only money he can get, or if like advertisers have been like, "Hey, we know your demographic. We think they might like E Trade and <laughs> Corona." I think, well, I think that's what it's meant to look like. Yeah, but I don't think that really truly lands that well. Yeah, true. Um, if that's, um, it could just be him just like, lasting. Yeah, yeah. It's just like some guy is just saying weird, like how your uncle kind of. You know, your uncle will say like some sort of like weird um, proper name a lot about something over a over, lot, yeah, because he's obsessed with it. And yeah. It's like, oh my god, dude, stop fucking talking about this shit. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I feel that. It's just like, why can't you just talk about? Just talk about it one and go and get and move on with it. Yeah. You know? Do you think he talks about E Trade a lot? If it's not the ad thing, just because he's trying to figure out the joke. Like, what do you mean? Because there's, okay, so there's points in the, because, okay, the, the big bit of the special is the comedy without a net thing. Where, At the like, beginning, yeah. Yeah, and then he has to keep going back. He literally puts his cue cards yeah, on Yeah, he, like, the, pretends to hypnotize everybody. Just so he can read the cue cards, and he still has to go back to it. It's good. Which is just, like, a wildly delusional thing, because he tells everybody to close their eyes. Obviously, people are not closing their eyes, but then he... Can see. So, I don't know if and the character he, actually believes if he's hypnotized these people or not. No, I don't think so because he doesn't say what they're gonna do. He just he he's, he knows he's trying to distract them. But is he smart? Is the character smart enough to know what how to do hypnosis? No, right. But he's. I feel like it's a last ditch resort because he does. He can't even say the word hypno hyp, hypnotist. I can't say it first time. Yeah, right? it's literally that. Where yeah, it's each time he has to he, fuck up. That's why I think it's it's a last last ditch uh, effort to yeah. uh, to 
it maybe distract the audience but then in reality he doesn't really care because he just goes right back to it while their eyes are open like he just doesn't yeah that's the thing he doesn't yeah, really point, give a he shit just, he also just gives up <laughs> that's know. why i think like there's an element of like he knows that he's washed up and yeah the, yeah i think that's absolutely an element of which it. is like he just, he's just clinging, doing this for money this yeah point. clinging on to yeah. relevance as much as he can yeah Trying to reclaim whatever uh, 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 fame and fortune he had. They're just doing a shitty special for money. Yeah, exactly. And like trying to make it seem like, like um, good, yeah. so people will watch it. There's very like specific times where like he keeps going back to <laughs> the. There's a there's a bit where he does, he talks about movie theater and he goes back just to read the movie he saw. <laughs> yeah so like he'll fuck up he'll fuck up and he'll just walk right back he has like the stool behind him with the water bottle and he just pl- fiddles with the water bottle as he reads yeah so like he says it's this thing about like you know going to the movies he likes coke sorry and <laughs> he says what some people like pepsi what i love the i love the mannerisms he has okay the facial expressions and the mannerisms he has in the special is fucking awesome it's, and i'm not even gonna attempt to re- recreate them fucking beautiful it's nobody beautiful. can make those faces the one i love the one i love the oh. most is every single time he does the Chappelle thing where he hits his fucking microphone against his leg yes that's so true i love where that he's so upset he's just like oh yeah yeah just yeah absolutely There's, it's it's beautiful it is gorgeous but so the joke is he he wanted to go see a movie he, and the the and bitch, he, behind, the the bitch behind the counter it's pepsi okay she goes is pepsi okay and, and then he, he says if i right. wanted a coke and he goes fuck <laughs> walks off stage. and repeats that for like three that. or four times and it's beautiful but the he's yelled so much at the audience at this point that they're just laughing at his the beginning of the joke yeah so then he's like Guys, it's not gonna cut. What's funny about that? <laughs> Let's get the joke out. I want to see the new Batman movie. Oh, ha, 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 ha. Yeah. And he thinks that they're laughing at because they think it's funny. It's yeah. funny that he went to see the Batman movie. <laughs> which is so fucking funny, just in it. Sad. It's very it's very It's just surreal. Nobody surreal, would ever yeah. think that. But this guy's such a dumbass. Yeah, right. And somehow he's top five from Comedy Magazine. <laughs> that's uh, a statistic he made up. Yeah. Yeah. For this character. <laughs> yeah, which is, um, no, the character made up for the character. The character made up for the character? Yes, that was my theory. That was... Oh, that he made up the... He made shit? up... Uh, he did. That's why I never specified a magazine, was to oh, make up... now I'm understanding. Yeah. Okay. That's why I read into it. That makes sense. And I made a two-hour-long video essay on that wow. one line. I should have. I should have watched it. I looked at the fanat- the 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 phonetics of it. You know the the phonetics. What the fuck is it called? Like the little the parts of each word. The phonetics. The phonetics. Yeah. Wow. The phonetics. The phonetics. <laughs> the aristocrats, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I like how I'm making fun of Tim Heidecker's character for stuttering and not getting the fucking joke right. And I'm doing the same thing. I'm literally Tim Heidecker right now, ladies and gentlemen. I'm, I'm, guys. We are. That's the other thing. We are Tim Heidecker. Guys, don't you just hate it <laughs> when when women? What the fuck? Uh, fuck! No more bullshit, Sarah. No more bullshit, Sarah. Wife came home with no salt chips. Fuck you! No more, no more bullshit. bullshit. 
All right, so that's Tim Heidecker. That's Tim Heidecker, ladies and gentlemen. And Go now, watch it. Get ready. Strap in. Strap in for Bo Burnham. Inside. Um, I was excited for the special. Me too. Since the trailer came out like two months ago. Oh, not me. I didn't know that this was going to come. I'm yeah, I knew a, it was going to come. I wasn't a huge Bo Burnham fan. I liked Bo Burnham. I'm a pretty Bo big Burnham. Bo Burnham fan. Yeah. yeah like you, I saw you him go live. See him? Yeah. I saw, I think, um, I think I saw him make happy live. Yeah. That was the one I saw live uh, back in high school. Yeah. Crazy. I feel old as shit right now. <laughs> yeah. You know, this feels old as shit. Bo Burnham. Bo so, Burnham. Yeah. Ironically, we are in the same boat. Viewer and uh, artist. True. That is very true. Yeah. Um. Um. But yeah, no, I, I had no clue the shit was coming out. And then everybody was like, oh, my God, Bo Burnham gave me an existential crisis. Yeah, I you think I, I, I forgot that Bo Burnham had the special. And I started seeing people talk about it on either TikTok or Twitter. One of the two. I think it was Twitter for me. I think it was TikTok for me. I mm. want to say it was TikTok because I think I saw a video about like, so Bo Burnham's video uh, special just came out. And I think I was pissing. and I stopped pissing and ran to the computer. <laughs> So is this your version of the the hot chick for me when I was pooping and I had to stop the TikTok? So, I mean, can I tell the story real yeah, quick? Yeah, tell the story real quick. Okay, yeah. so I was on TikTok and I'm, I'm pansexual, happy pride. And I was on TikTok and I was scrolling Kinky. and this cute girl on TikTok was like, hey, um, welcome to my series where I get dressed and I say nice things to you. And I was like, kind of just like, forgot Brain about dead, this and i was just watching it and i was like okay whatever and i'm shitting i'm literally shitting at this point and in the next i'm thinking she's gonna show me her dress and then she's gonna show me her with the dress on because that's usually like the outfit of the day whatever girly shit it is that didn't happen and the next moment she was Almost naked and uh, any like in her underwear, putting on it, physically putting on a dress. And I had to stop the recording because I was so ashamed that I was in the presence of this beautiful woman while shitting. And I was like, this is not okay. I can't just shit. With the shit, I can't just. I would have kept going. This is fucking ridiculous. I was like, I gotta clean up. I gotta get ready to watch a TikTok. Simp. Yeah. Fucking simp, bro. This is how TikTok made me gay. TikTok is making your kids gay, guys. You hear that, conservative America? <laughs> yeah. China the, the is Chinese making your kids gay. Chinese government is using TikTok to make your kids gay. That's why they send all the frogs. Alex Jones was right. They're making the frogs gay. The gay frogs. Am I wrong? You're not wrong. I'm not wrong. You're not wrong. Frog TikTok is both the opener <laughs> and the end all be all of gay TikTok. Damn. So that was your we version. Sh- we should you put trade Bo tariffs Burnham. on China then. Yeah, you're right. This is now our political podcast about how we talk about <laughs> Let's move on. I'm actually Q. I've, I'm coming out. I'm Q. But no, so you're, you're coming out as Pan and Q. Yeah, Pan, Pan Q. Q. <laughs> I'm the Q in LGBTQ. That's where he's been hiding this whole time. LGBTQ. <laughs> LGBTQ and on SNL. There's a sketch for you. LGBTQ SNL. You're welcome. Beck Bennett. Beck Bennett. You play LGBT. 
these giant letters. Yeah. And then Q is just like the, the, the China Swiggy. <laughs> Turning our frogs gay. I could write for SNL, everybody. That would be funny as fuck, and it would be a Kyle Mooney sketch, and it would be cut for for time. For time yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. Give them their own show. Give them their own show. They're fucking great. Do what America Brits would have done it already. You thought That's leaving true. them would help you? Apparently not. Apparently not. Not for comedy. But yeah, speaking of Brits, Bo Burnham is yeah, not so British. Your pissing thing was the same so as my I'm, shitty yeah, thing, except yes. instead of a beautiful woman. You were looking at Bo Burnham's new special. Yes. All right. As a true artiste. As a true artiste. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no, I was I, yeah. I I watched it. I had I I I think initially I had very mixed feelings. Mm-hmm. I knew I liked it. I knew that I yeah. enjoyed it. It was very much like surprising. Yeah. I think that's the best way to describe how I felt about it, especially after I think we can both agree the midway point is when yeah. things have it. There's this very specific turn that we we'll get to. Uncomfortable at times. Yeah. That is at the beginning v- I was very uncomfortable. Um, but in a good way. Like not like a like a oh, oh fuck. Yeah. If there's this if is- before we get into like big spoilers, I, I wanna give credit where credit's due and give all my compliments that are very vague. Uh, the cinematography is great every shot we we were watching we scrolled through it through netflix every shot has a deep meaning every shot has a deep meaning the very vibrant color palette that's mixed and like matched everywhere the framing the framing of things the fucking uh the the writing the music Everything is borderline perfect. I, I can't even. I mean, yeah, I would say perfect, honestly. Yeah. I have no qualms calling it perfect. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I think it's a piece of I high think art. This is, this is uh, his magnum opus. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't yeah. want to say that because honestly, I don't want him to see this and be like, that's my magnum opus, you know, because I can tell that that's what he's going to do. Yeah, no. I, I mean, it's very, it's I'm very. I'm sure he likes it, but he seems like the perfectionist type. To he do can, that. yeah, I mean, uh, do better than. <laughs> No, you it can't was win in this scenario. Perfect, dude. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, it's perfect. Like it's he very, literally it's so well made, made something. Like I called it. Um, I said that he broke his back painting the ceiling of the Sistine Chapel, which I think is maybe the most apt metaphor for this. Yeah, because I, his pain is very much a part of yes the every, art that he's made. Yeah. Every emotion that you could have uh, making a special like this is shown. Yeah. Um. There's a certain point where I couldn't tell what was real and fake. Yes. Which is, again, the the Tim Heidecker faking out the audience trying to figure out. Right. Uh, it's kind um, of the similarity. There's yeah. a similarity there. It's, um, I don't, there's not a dud in any of it. No. And Sarah has talked multiple times about how you want the songs on Spotify. I do. Which, I want them. honestly, I them. yeah, I, I honestly think that these are all. Sp- They're all like catchy pop songs that could be on the radio right now. And that's not a bit. That's, that's, that's not a honestly, bit. The melody-wise, musically, that it was all made by one man is like... There's a range of the songs, too. Like, they're yeah. all very different genres. Um, very, I, I, very I definitely different. see connections to some of his older songs. Yeah. In very specific ways. He but totally like, writes in a very specific style. Yeah. Um, um, like, there's definitely callbacks to other songs that he has written. Hmm. Um, there's It's very much... It feels like... I, I want to watch all the other specials he's made and make those connections because I feel like it's yeah. very uh, cylindrical. If we're gonna look at a st- if, we're, uh, uh, if we're gonna look at like, you mean like a circular? circular, yeah, circular, okay. or whatever. Okay. 
cyclical? It's three dimensional. It's a cycle. <laughs> it's a cycle. Yeah. Yeah. If we were to look at the Harmon story circle, I wouldn't. This is the paying a heavy price for turning change, uh, probably. Yeah. I mean, yeah. well, I think it it has that in it itself. You know. No, oh, no, for sure. Even yeah. in, but even in the um. Yeah, the, yeah, it's a story circle within a story circle. You within know a story I mean? circle, yeah, I get yeah. it. It's definitely Very, like that. It's um, and it, it's it's meta without having its head up its ass. Well, it's meta with a with a point purpose, to yeah, it, which is to show you how Bo talks to himself. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's the sort and of show thing. his his mental process of um creation. Yeah, and I mean, I presume his daily life, which is. My theory as to why he's creating this special in the first place is, you know, he wanted to make the special. I think he, he wanted, wanted to make the special before. He wanted, he wanted to make the special before COVID happened, and yeah. then COVID happened. And then was like, I'm going to do it anyway. And then saw the consequences of doing it. And the consequences of the world declining. And the consequence, uh, yeah. And, and realizing and there's nothing really to joke about at making, this time. Yeah, making a comedy special in literally the worst time imaginable. Which... You know, I think we can um, relate to that because we had a fucking break because it was like, what the fuck do we do? What can we talk about? Yeah. There was nothing to do. Yeah. For at least a good two or three months, there was just like, what the fuck, you know? What? I'm going to talk about, you know, a thousand (laughs) more people dying today. Yeah. I can't do that. Yeah. Which, um, it's, it's very relatable. And I think every artist can find something here in the special. Yeah, I mean, I think every person, you know, there's a lot of people out there who haven't processed the trauma of the pandemic yet, because I haven't. I don't know if you have. I have no trauma from this. Everybody has trauma from this pandemic. We were all group traumatized together. Yeah. You know, we thought that, remember when we thought that going outside would literally kill us? Yeah, true. Like, I thought the world was going to end. I remember being panicked before. I tell I say this all the fucking time. I was panicked before the pan- pandemic because it yeah. seemed pretty obvious that it was going to show going to the fan. Yeah, absolutely. And it did. It uh, did. You know. But like, I, I definitely, I don't think any of us ever really saw this happening the way it did. No, we thought. I think we all had the a very. Government would have a handle on it, which it didn't. No, because we had an incompetent president, and now we have a slightly less incompetent. Yeah, I think it. it I mean, and Bo is obviously left leaning. He put in some like you know. This is a very leftist uh, uh, special. Yeah, he very he talks about like the means of production and shit, which is a meme, you know. Yeah, at this point, which is very I. The more I think about it, I think that's a very, uh, in the context of all his other specials, which is how I've originally watched it, mm-hmm. and I still kind of interpret it as which makes sense too because he references his older work yeah especially i think i think it's literally his first video is included in the special yeah um very much so i think in the context of the work it makes sense that there's a pretty straight line to left-leaning like mm-hmm. ideologies even mm-hmm. if like we it wasn't like intentional from whatever he was saying you know right or it wasn't like right in your face yeah um uh, Bo makes a point about how he said problematic shit and how he's talked about problematic shit. Yeah, which like fair, but I think when you look at the entirety work of his as a whole, very progressive. Yeah, in a very um yeah edgy it, way. It's I mean, and sort of like our shit where we will sometimes say not couth stuff, but it's I literally said I hate women during this. Yeah, it's, that's obviously a joke because yeah. I mean I hope. 
I love you, Sarah. I hope. I like women. Saying that I hate women implies I'm gay, and I'm not ready to say that. Josh is in the closet. It's okay. Josh is in the in the in the deepest closet. It's okay, Josh. Of his mind, I don't know what the fuck I'm I saying. I don't know either. But fucking, you know, cut to this cut to this clip two years from now. <laughs> right? Like, yeah, like, yeah. But and no. we joke about that shit all the time because you know we both grew up on people like uh, Bo Burnham and Louis C.K. and Louis C.K. Edgy fucking people who were making fun of shittiness. Yeah. Uh to even though ironically Louis C.K. was, was a, a shitty, shitty person. person. Yeah. I think um I definitely have that internet um I dubs filthy frank yeah. vibe. You know. Which you know, then Bo Burnham came from the internet. He was mm-hmm. one of the ironically a pioneer of um YouTube. YouTube. And yeah. ironically, he's now atone not atoning for it, but realizing it at least within a special realizing the effects that it's, it's had on his life you which know? is interesting now that i think about it because this is the first time um since he got off of youtube that he's made a digital piece of content that isn't a stage performance that's also what i'm thinking as well yeah that was now, the first thing i thought of when i first watched he it. I was left like, the internet to go back to making youtube videos no, yeah, he left. He le- okay. He left the internet to go make live stage, and then now yeah. live stage stopped being. So he went back to the internet. Yeah, saw what happened, and now feels like, oh shit, did I have a hand in this? Yeah, especially since early on. Yeah, yeah. Actually, that wow, that's actually an angle that I didn't even think of. Yeah, watching that. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's what I thought the first time around was kind of internet bad. You know kind of that angle but i don't think it's just that i think no i think it's a very complex um his relationship is definitely complex with the internet because because he needs it yeah he needs it but he hates it because of what it is yeah should we just say spoilers yeah spoilers spoilers from here on out pretty much for the rest of the episode because um yeah yeah, i think we've said all recommend to go watch yeah (laughs) go watch it both of these yeah uh specials but yeah um so, I mean, this is the thing that I noticed only this time around, which is when he enters and when he exits. Um, it's the same shot. Yeah. Or at least the same shot composition, even though he's clearly yeah. aged. I think I, I've, I've said that like he, has, he had the idea of how it starts and ends mm-hmm. from the beginning. But how it ends, I think, changed as the pandemic continued and as his special continued yeah because he filmed the special over well over a year i think yeah i actually want to see because i don't think i think that he would have had it finished Mm -hmm. by the time the trailer came out because that would have been the only time that netflix would be like okay we know that we're gonna have this uh thing yeah i should have looked that up but i know he started the special process yeah in march of 2020 mm-hmm. which is when the pandemic started pandemic started yeah um and then he turns 30 which is six months later six months later and then six months later he says it's been a year yeah and then i'm assuming one or two more months he's like i'm done yeah and i i don't i don't know how we already cut to the ending <laughs> But yeah, the the, the shots are because well, the beginning and the ending are similar. are the same, prima or, or not we, the same, but they're um. And I didn't yeah. notice this before, but it's you know in the first viewing, I thought it was okay. So he does all the stuff in his room, and then he sets up you know the room to be like the beginning, and he leaves. But no, I don't think that anymore. I think it's he goes and he sits into his room to think creatively about the special, makes it. And the special takes place within the special inside of his mind. 
Yeah. Which, Which I can I can understand that. Because creatively, I can understand how metaphorically that could be like all of his shit is around and his mind is cluttered and his, you know, his mental state is about like the internet has affected his mental state to just be like everything all the time. You know, I think that's one of the bigger themes. And yeah. it's just he wants a purpose again yeah he doesn't he wants something specific he doesn't want the generalization of everything you know yeah and he's um and how do you find life's meaning in that yeah and how do you find meaning in life versus uh how do you differentiate the real life from the digital yeah and which goes into him turning 30 because he thinks that he's gonna be irrelevant when he, eventually we're all going to be irrelevant you know and we're all going to be dead so but if his purpose is making people happy by being on stage and making having a good show for people in comedy um then and it's stripped away from him because of this pandemic he's like what the fuck i'm going to be irrelevant yeah so like all the te- all the themes kind of tie into each other. Yeah, and the reason why it, there's um a very love hate relationship with the internet slash the audience. Yes. Um. There's a very uh. Well, I, I guess I didn't I didn't think about this too much because I'm stupid. Uh, You're the, not stupid. <laughs> I know, but uh, the the um uh what is it the internet and the audience are kind of interchanged within the special this time because he can't see the audience themselves it's literally his there's a disconnect that he mentions from the beginning yeah of how it's between me and the camera you and the screen yes there's a layer of missing um, he can't see you he can't see how happy you are and he can't hear the laughter so he doesn't know that he's doing a good job and he won't know until it's done yeah but in order to get through to being done you have to work towards it and just pray to god that what you're doing is right but Bo is also a perfectionist and a workaholic at this point because he's clinging on to just making the special as being his normalcy in this quarantine which is ironic because if he ends the special he doesn't have normalcy anymore so at one point he says i'm not going to end the special i'm going to work on it forever and then fuck you. And <laughs> um, fuck you. And then he goes into the Jeffrey Bezos part, which is so crazy. Yeah. He's making fun of himself, which is a callback to a previous joke in the special about because, Jeffrey Bezos. Yeah, because I think this is around a time where he's seeing the incoming because he 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 jokes about uh, like being the white guy that knows about income inequality and yeah systemic oppression and then yeah. a bunch of other stuff mm-hmm. is what he says you know yeah but he does know about this type of shit yeah and he he's kept an eye on jeffrey bezos because he's the richest one yeah and he's the only real winner of the pandemic because his net worth went up 24 billion dollars right and i think he saw that and then made fun of himself and then made fun of jeff bezos because he did it he killed the competition yeah in this society they fucked their wives and drank their blood yeah pretty much pretty much yeah (laughs) Yeah. by donking on them so hard by relying on fast delivery which breaks the back of amazon workers because there's a pandemic and people can't go outside so they need everything delivered exactly yeah Yeah. it's very which is just it's a hell world basically but it's a hell world yeah yeah. it's 100 percent. bo burnham the way that he deals with that is by going into his shed and playing on his keyboard and yeah, I think doing that without an audience there to be like, that's really good. 
shows to him. And I, the the interesting part about this was everybody was freaking out. When I first saw it, I was like, yeah, <laughs> nobody else does this. <laughs> I was like, what? And because this is just to me, like musician stuff, you know, like yeah, I, I anxiety yeah. and, and depression the... is so deeply woven into musician musicianship, yeah. especially when you're like trying to be like a really high quality, you know, you want to be a professional, you get anxiety. Yeah. Throughout your life, if you're 20 something and you're like high on your britches, high on your horses, mm -hmm. and you're just like, I'm the best saxophone player out there. You know, when you turn 30 or when you turn 45, you're going to be like, am I though? <laughs> like everybody yeah. does that. Every For single sure. person yeah. does that. I've seen people have these types of panic attacks. I've had these types of panic attacks. I've done that shit. You know, it's it, I saw this and I was like, yes, this is just classical music school. Well, good for you. Sarah. No, it's bad. It's bad. Don't say good for you. when somebody says, yeah, I had a panic attack. Sarah, had a you panic little spit. no more bullshit. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry for you. I'm tired of your Under bullshit. Meds. I'm tired of your bullshit. But yeah, no, I, I get it. Yeah, that was the first time around. Yeah. Was that, um, uh, I get that. I understand yeah, that now. That's the first thing. And I didn't, so then because of that, I didn't really understand the existential parts of it, which is funny because he's literally saying, which is what I, I, yeah, when I, I, I focus on the existentialism of it, the I was first focused time around, on the mental health part of it because I was like, yeah. But in reality, it's all of it. Same boy. It's literally everything. It's all of it. All the time. All the time. Yeah. And yeah. it's, Oh, you know, it's, it's just perfect. Much, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, because like, okay, like this the special is really two forty minute uh, short films. Yeah, one of which is very traditional digital media comedy shorts. Yeah, like, like a your digital short, sketch. Yeah. yeah, and then the other one is a movie with shorts about how. Yeah. Six months of a pandemic, when you're not mentally well, right. affects you. Yeah. And I think the in the the beginning parts of it, which I think this is one of the more genius parts, it's the shorts, but they're interlaced with little moments of the existentialist, yeah, you know, which, mental health parts. Because yeah, Bo Burnham has always had a very existential mental health right and vibe like, to it. Okay, yeah, this and is this is how he's going to try and interweave it. But, but as the pandemic goes on, the special needs he change. He had less stuff to joke about and write. So he had to switch gears and that yeah. became what it was, which, um, but then he flips over to the mental health part, you know, in the second half. Yeah. And then he interlaces it with little comedy sketches. Yeah. With that's when it becomes, you know what? Here's a joke because, but you realize Bo Burnham is like deeply, deeply mentally unwell. Yeah. Definitely. De like if nothing else, completely depressed, completely anxious and just can't go a, outside. Agoraphobic. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, you know, beautifully like represented. I, I don't even know how to describe it. Like, and it's very, it's, it's very, um, uh, it's very like intimate, you know? Yeah. It's, it's I've never thought of Bo Burnham in this way before. Because now, especially as a second, watching this the second time, I was like, oh, that kid's so fucking good at piano. Fuck, man. Fuck that kid. <laughs> you know, like, fuck, dude. This kid's so fucking funny, so good at piano. But no, fuck when, this you, kid, when, you, this kid when you see this, it's like... I'm it, realizing today that kid was probably heavily depressed and suicidal. 
for a good amount of for time. His, most of his yeah. life, I think. And has finally worked on his mental health and the pandemic took that away from him. Yeah. Because he literally talks about how he wanted to get back into doing stand-up comedy. Yeah. The reason why he left in the first place was getting panic attacks. Yeah. On stage. Yeah. And he jokes about, well, that's not a good place to get. <laughs> <laughs> Have panic attacks. Yeah. You and know? then immediately, like, like just a pandemic came and fucked it over. Just fucked it all up. And I think if he didn't have the special, I I actually don't know if it would have been better or worse. I have no clue. I think I think it would have been slightly better only because he didn't have the he wouldn't be forced to or be forcing himself to work and make jokes. Yeah, he. I mean, I think wouldn't he, for, yeah. he wouldn't like he wouldn't have to think about an audience in the first place that gives him the laughter and joy, the joy and laughter. Yeah. I really don't know. He wouldn't have had to sit and think on this, but I think he might have anyway. I don't really. Oh, I think he would have. Yeah. yeah, I think he would have had less stress thinking about he it. He just wouldn't have had to. You know. Yeah. He might have, but he wouldn't have. It to. It wouldn't have been forced. Yeah, and I mean, I think he would be. I think in that case, if he didn't have a special, and I think this is also why he continued with the special, because I'm sure there must have been something in Netflix's shit where it's like oh pandemic you can't make the special now because you know yeah I think once you have a deal with Netflix it's probably a pain in the ass to get out of that deal I mean a pandemic would probably end it that's what I'm saying <laughs> I bet fuck it or, would delay you know, it it would just delay it it would just like. delay instead it, of yeah. delaying it he decided to work on it which I mean and, is an amicable goal I get it yeah fuck, like but what I'm saying is like he's and he decided to do the special instead of not do the special because if he didn't do the special, he would have to sit and do nothing. Yeah. With himself and do nothing. And, and he was figure afraid out of that. His own mind and find peace like so many other people have had to do during this pandemic. Yeah. Sitting at home and like, you know, trying to he he skips he through wanted- all that because he put himself into a creative project yeah and he and he yeah the whole purpose why he took this creative project was that that distraction that element of not uh, which ironically if he did sit with himself i think his mental health would have improved because i mean that's what i've been doing i'm not gonna lie you know i you get to a point where you realize shit if i don't do if i don't garden i'm gonna kill myself i got a garden so i have a garden yeah, because I guess, uh, yeah. I'm not gonna kill myself. Yeah, but my mental health is going to get to that point where I'm gonna fucking kill myself. And I think this is Bo Burnham's garden. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, I I don't even know what what else to say right now. Honestly, it's just fucking great, man. It's great. I I think the themes of it are beautiful, and if you. I the only thing I hate about it is that my parents wouldn't like it. You think they wouldn't like it? I think your mom might. Because of the mental health aspect. I actually don't know. I think she would just be like, oh, this fucking kid. <laughs> so funny. Probably. I don't know. I think it's um I think it's perfect for the Gen Z generation. Yeah. And I think he does it he speaks he knows that he speaks to like the people younger than him more. Yeah. And that's why he talks about how Gen Z, well, hey, your phone's gonna fucking kill you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because he's like, you're trying to say I'm out of touch. Yeah. You know? Well, maybe, yeah, I, I really, um, this is maybe the best Gen Z diss track I've ever seen. And honestly, fucking, I get it. <laughs> yeah. I, I totally hate Shit, every generation. Yeah. But also fuck boomers. Bo, don't defend boomers. Yeah. Bo, don't, 
Don't say that. Edwards owns 68% of America's wealth. Uh, He knows that. I assume he knows everything. He's a smart boy. He knew words I didn't know. Oh, yeah, we had to look up, what was it, Agriprop or something? Agriprop. I don't fucking know what that is. That motherfucker reads books, probably. He does read books. I don't even read books. Shit. Fuck. But yeah, it's very, um, there's a lot of, it's very great. I I honestly, I think beyond talking about the themes, I don't really want to spoil much because. Yeah. It's just, you need to go watch it. You need to go watch it. It's a very, it's It's very very depressing. It's it's very depressing. It's very serious for a comedy special. It's, It's a movie. It's basically the fact that we're calling a it a comedy special is really fucking dishonest. But it's it what is else, a comedy special. What yeah, else so do you like, call it, it? There's comedy in it, and it's a special. Yeah. It's a very special moment like, in history. I I really it's a comedy special. I don't think I laughed at that much. But you love it's I am love gripped by. Yeah, yeah. It's um it's a testament to uh, Bo's directing ability and stage presence. And his yeah. ability to work weave both of them. I love the fact that like he used stage lighting as opposed to just film lighting and video lighting. Yeah. He used it's... both and he blended both because he's used to both of them. So Yeah, absolutely. And he I think used what he knew. That's I, I it's ingenious when you think about it. Yeah. Blend them both. It's the same fucking thing. I'm assuming there's been projects that have done that, but this is like the first time in a while I've really seen like a laser light show in a film, you know? In a house. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and I I think that's great. I, yeah. There's a lot of this where you can't really tell if he did that on purpose or if it was a mistake or if it was, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's very, yeah, it's very, um, there's a lot of moments where you can't tell if he's acting or being real. Yeah. Or how much of it. Cause like, you know, cause like, I mean, I know that like when you make a video, you got to set up lights, you got to set up fucking, you know. Yeah. Like he, he didn't just stay inside that room for a year straight. Right. I know he set up one light out there for that fucking, uh, not the sexy one, the FaceTime with my mom one. Yeah. Yeah, he set up a light outside the window. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because he had to do the... Yeah, he had to do the light beam coming in, yeah. Yeah, I feel you. I mean, I'm he probably you, didn't... Yeah. You fucking liar, you went outside, bitch. <laughs> Should have called it inside and outside. And inside out. And ruined the metaphor of the show. Inside out. Inside out. Disney, Bo Burnham's Inside Out. out. I would watch that. I would so watch that. I would watch that. Yeah, if Bo Burnham does like the musical version of Inside Out. And it's rated R, I would watch the fuck out of that. Fucking little sad. If you performed it live, I would do it. It's just like walking around. It's like, I'm going to kill myself. (laughs) And then Bo Burnham's (laughs) like, don't. Oh yeah, this special, this special literally has the suicide hotline at the end of it. Because, so, yeah, it's really It's, it's really, really dark. Um, yeah. Which, by the way, if you are having actual thoughts of suicide, please, please get call. help. Yeah. Call them. They will help you. It's good. Absolutely. For I the mean, love of fucking God, please. I know some people have had some weird experiences on the suicidal hotline. Sometimes they're not awesome, but... <laughs> Sometimes they're wacky. Oh, no. So it's, it will always feel better to text them because sometimes they'll frustrate you so hard that you'll be like fuck you I'm living I've read that really yeah those experiences some people will like text the suicidal hotline they'll be like why can't you just move out and then they'll be like shut the fuck up bitch (laughs) and then they'll exit and they'll just get mad instead of sad oh okay that makes sense and they'll be like fuck you but the person on the other line thinks that they're helping (laughs) like 
Sometimes you gotta punch someone in the face to wake them up. <laughs> Most of the time, you just gotta talk to somebody about your yeah, shit. Yeah, of course. Sad like that, it does Mental suck. Is important is the point right yeah. now. Yeah. Or most of the time, you also have a chemical imbalance in your fucking brain, and it's not your fault. And yeah. if you were to kill yourself, it'd be a damn shame. Exactly. Because that can always be fucking, you know, helped. Yeah. And your life can change in whatever ways that you know you don't know. So yeah, yeah don't kill yourself. Don't kill yourself. Don't do it. Don't do it. Fuck, dude. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I have nothing else to say because I, I don't want to spoil it. I hope Bo Burnham is happy. I even want to a be happy, bit. man. He reminded me so much of Robin Williams, which made me really sad. Oh shit, I get it because he was very like he showed off a, a lot of his wacky side. Oh yeah, he did for sure. There's a very like um he blends the seriousness and wackiness very well. Which I but think, it's very yeah. it is still depressing. He's still depressed, and I really do hope that he gets help. Yeah, well, it just that's I guess why it reminded me of Robin Williams because at one point he did look kind of like Robin Williams with the beard and the hair. Kind of, yeah. And he was doing some wacky shit, like he was, you know, running around his. He did some like weird, like running around his house or something, and I was mm. just like, this guy can't kill himself. I would be really sad. <laughs> I would be so sad, man. I feel you. But you know. Uh, yeah, you know, I just hope that he gets meds or therapy, or he gets his meds changed and gets different therapy because whatever Never. it is right now is not working. Uh, <laughs> this poor well, guy. No, it is working because we got a great fucking special. <sighs> okay, I'm, I'm joking. Back I'm joking. To the fucking Sabrina tweet where all my friends on medication are boring now. Ah, uh, God, no! Shut the fuck. Up. Shut the fuck up. Don't uh, say that people on medication. Yeah, trash. Right. Jesus. Trash being. I gotta pee. I drank 32 ounces of water. We're gonna go. <laughs> We're gonna go. Sarah, we want to plug today. Um, Suicide Hotline, don't kill yourself. Suicide Hotline, do not kill yourself. But also yeah. Joshua Chinland on Twitter and the guy named <laughs> Team JC on Twitter. Gotta plug it. <laughs> <laughs> gotta plug it. Okay, uh, if you're suicidal, you can follow me on Twitter <laughs> at squinton271 S-Q-U-I-N-T-O-N-271 and you can DM me and I'll talk to you about your problems. Yeah. I'll do it in public. I don't want people in my fucking DMs. <laughs> What's wrong with people in your DMs? Um, it's too private. <laughs> it's too private? Don't, yeah, down in the DMs? No, no. no. <laughs> I mean, YouTube Joshua Chinlin. Down, they want to kill themselves, Josh. APWSTR on those. Uh, I just want to talk about stuff. Just look up a podcast to save this relationship. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> if you're feeling suicidal, get the fuck watch out of my DMs. If you're feeling suicidal, get the fuck out of my DMs. And tweet it. me publicly on a burner account. They probably don't want to do that. I said on a burner account. Just make a bunch of just put type a bunch of letters in. But then anybody can see them and make fun of them for whatever they're going through. And I'll tell those people to kill them. <laughs> Cause they That's it everybody. It's Good night. done. Good, Good night. night. Good night. We gotta do an outro. That this, was the outro. That I was the outro. Oh well, this is now well, the, never mind. the outro. This is the second outro. Two don't outros. actually kill yourself. And please don't you, kill yourself. Please talk to either one of us. DM us. It's fine. Yeah. Is it's all fun and games here? Yeah. Not the suicide. The the podcast. Of course not the suicide. <laughs>